The following content is contractually obligated to say nigga at least 30 more times before the episode is up. Start the show. Contractually obligated. Did they lower our quota or something? <laughs> we, the floor is thirty is thirty more times. I was like that's usually the first segment. <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. It's showtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we are we are in here. Shout out, shout out to everyone. Shout out to the new listeners. Mm. Uh, what the fuck are y'all doing here? Yeah. Uh, shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the day ones. Shout out to the first time and last time listeners. Shout out, shout out to just everybody. Shout out to, shout out to minimum wage niggas, man. Damn, holding it down, man. The struggle. <laughs> The struggle is real, y'all. You taking it to the poverty line, man. Shout out, man. Shout out to the to the good job niggas who listen to this. Shout out to the the minimum wage niggas. Shout out to everybody, man. I'm just I'm just happy to be back, bro. It was yeah. only two weeks, but I'm happy to be back. I'm like y'all had two weeks to to figure out whether whether or not y'all wanted to come back and listen to this. Show. <laughs> y'all had some decisions to make. <laughs> if you were here, it's your fault. <laughs> Letting y'all know. Um. Oh man, how was your two weeks, D. Randall? It's great. I have a torn rotator cuff. Oh. 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 Yeah. But I mean, besides that, that was a mixture of things. <laughs> Don't know how to react to it. That was that was mixed reactions there. No, nah, it was good, man. But I mean, you know, it was it was all about you. How how was your? Oh my god. Time because I mean, you know, last week was your birthday. Birthday. <laughs> Hit me with the air horns, goddamn it! I was like, I'm gonna stay all the way out of the way for that, fam. You hit me up. You were like, Yeah, I did so, send uh, out the little secret like, text. So, uh, are we recording tomorrow? Yeah. I was like, Well, it's your birthday. I, you, yeah, I don't, I don't know if 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 last night was an indicator. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll have the strength. And that was just, and that was just on set. That was just the, the on Saturday before the get down. Because Friday, well, Friday is a Patreon story. If we, I keep saying if we ever do a Patreon, I feel like we're talking that into existence. Yeah, that's coming. I was like, man, that 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 must have been a hell of a get down. We won't, we won't talk about it. Patreon, you got to pay for that. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a get down though. Um, Saturday was a get down. Shout out to everybody that made that happen. Shout out to Roy. Everybody I saw throughout that day. Shout out to Roy. Uh, shout out to Lala from Play No Games. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Lala's boyfriend who is a nice guy, a funny dude who definitely did not want to be there all night like he was. <laughs> I know. I I know the the obli- the boyfriend obligations, man. Yeah. When you're on your girls tour. You just got to ride that shit out, yeah. man. 
<sighs> and Lala got exactly as drunk as he as he was afraid she was going to. That she slept on the couch. I, I know what happened. She passed out I mean, slept on the couch. You, you, yeah, at that, at that point, you just got to take that L. Uh, let's see. Roy was there. Shout, oh, shout out to the like the first of well, the, either the first or second opinions. Wild black family. Uh, Ryan and Andrea, the Gabriels showed up. They showed up probably at my maximum. At my maybe it was my peak. Gone, trashed. Because I told everybody. So you remember them being there? I definitely remember them being there. Um, I always say, like, and and Ryan Gabriel is a cool dude. I've known Andrea for uh, many, many moons. When she shows up to an event, fashion-wise, she always understands the assignment. Definitely always understands the mm. assignment. So she was going to be... The showstopper of the evening. Okay. Um, the Gabriels always hold it down. Um, shout out to them. They probably caught me at one. At probably one of my most drunk moments. My one of my most drunk, wasted, honest moments. I told everybody going into this that episode of What If, where Thor, where 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 Thor was still an asshole, but he was a party asshole. Yeah. I told everybody I want to be that drunk. I need to be that drunk all weekend, and I stay true to form. You need to, you need to be godlike drunk. Yes. And let me tell you another thing. If I ever, well, no, not if I ever. When I quit this job, the day, it, it, it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be the week after that. But when I do quit this job on my terms, hell, even if I get fired, the turn-up will be legendary. Shit. I'm not going to be secretive putting out that text message. The turn-up will be legendary. It will, I'm telling you now. Three days, three nights. Shit. Oz will be Thor levels of wasted. And if you are listening to this, and you are in the greater Houston area, odds are you will be too. You talking about painting the town red? I'm painting the town black. God damn. Black, the color of this black owned dick. Okay. That will be what happens the weekend Oz quits his job. And it'll be a Friday so I can catch that last pay period. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> gotta make sure you catch that last. I gotta catch that full check. You gotta have that one more check coming, you know. <laughs> See, they, see, that's the thing they don't tell you. See, white people just white people always do those movies where they just up and walk out of some I shit. Fuck it, I quit. I quit. I'm I quit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna move to to Maryland and build myself a house and reunite with my children and all. That. No, 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 <laughs> niggas, niggas, niggas had that calendar. Quit strategically with the with the dollar sign. You ever gone to a nigga's house and you see the dollar sign? Yeah, on that, certain days, payday. That's that pay period, hey, bro. Hey, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit the third Wednesday of that month. That way, that last check, that last check could carry me through the last of the month. And I'm direct deposit. Yeah. So that hole going to hit. It's going to hit first thing. And that hole going to hit on Thursday. <laughs> so I will have stopped working end of business Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, niggas playing that shit. Niggas they, understand the assignment. They going to pay me for Friday. I ain't even going to be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> shit, try 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 and get it from me. Right, exactly. <laughs> shit, I've already spent the money. Shit, nigga. gone. Um. Uh. Also, I didn't go to homecoming. I was sad about it. Well, very sad about it. Didn't go to homecoming. I bet COVID went. COVID definitely went. That that was a super spreader motherfucker. Man, I I knew it. I I had heard things. I had heard that there had already been a spread, an, an outbreak a couple of weeks prior. Um, and, and PV's homecoming was canceled. So you know all them yeah. motherfuckers was commuting to TSU's. Yeah. It was just too many factors. It was. I'm not ready for, the, for that level of large crowd. I'm not. Um, but, you know, I'm glad everybody had fun. Yeah. Go get tested. Uh... Get the home test. Make some decisions. Make some smart decisions this week. Um, other than that, man, it is episode one fifty five. Fifty five. Keep it alive. Oh, shit. Got to start off sending flowers. Got to start off with love. Sending flowers to two people. Uh, one, I'm sending flowers to my editor in chief, uh, Will Evans, mm-hmm. Black Nerd Problems fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to this la- uh, last episode, but it is release time. It is the release of him and uh, Omar Holman's collaborative book, also titled Black Nerd Problems. Oh. Um, they did, yeah, it's a compilation of essays that the two of them have written. Uh, in case you're wondering, no, I'm not included I'm not included in the book. I do not need to be included in the book. I did not ask to be included in the book. Um, that is their that is their baby. They are happy with that. I am happy with being one of the founding, one of the OG Justice League. Um, and this has been a long time coming for them. Will is Will is the accomplished author. I'll just I I'm just I don't know what the fuck I am. Um, but I, I, no, I wanted to salute him not only for that, but because Will is the most understanding motherfucker you will, you will hear about in, in literature as a, as far as, as a business go, in writing, as far as a business goes. Right. I will, I have to say like the adjustment to going back to work was overwhelming and you know, being able to balance that, it being able to balance that, and this podcast and Black Nerd Problems, and getting back into comic comic book writing, um, was not as easy as it was back when I was working at the bookstore. Yeah, because the schedule is a little more demanding. It's a lot. It's a lot, especially when you've been kind of work, running on your own pace for a year and a half. So all of that takes some adjusting. Not only that, I'm 38. <laughs> I'm not running at the speed I was when I was 30. You're not a spring chicken. I'm not. And uh, Will came to me and was like, you know, what's, you know, it, is everything okay? What's going on? Is everything good? And I was like, I was very honest with him that the transition's been a little rough on me. And he said, no, I completely understand. What can I do? How can I help? And I was very honest about kind of what I was feeling. I didn't exactly know how to answer that. It's sad when niggas 
are so caught up in trying to handle everything themselves. Yeah. That somebody actually asking you, what can I do for you? You don't know how to help yourself. You don't know. It feels yeah. foreign. You don't know what you need. I suffer from that same affliction. And he kind of, I, I kind of talked myself through it as I was explaining my how I was feeling. And he was like, man, take a break. Take a break. How, how long of a break? Like a month. Shit. It's been about it. Like, it'll be, like, from the time we had that talk to, like, it'll be about a month. Yeah. And that in itself was incredible. And just, and again, it just highlights again men showing up for men. That's right. And, I, and, and kind of breaking some of these narratives that aren't unfounded, by the way. But I think kind of control the conversation a little too much sometimes. Yeah. So shout out to Will. Shout out to Black Nerd Problems as a whole. If it weren't for this nigga and Omar coming up with this idea, there would literally, like, Oz as we know him, there would be no Oz. Mm. I, I say that all the time. Like, there are certain experiences that I've been through that are pivotal, that are fixed points in time, as the doctor would say. Mm-hmm. Without black nerd problems, there would just be no Oz as we know him. So um, all praises. That's That's deep. All praises, all love and affection to them. This book is amazing. Go pick it up. It's available everywhere books are sold. On Amazon, that joint is going to be there next. I I think they got one day shipping on that shit. Mm. Um, Mine got here pretty fast. Go cop that shit. Uh, other person I wanted to shout out, I want to give flowers to, is my man David Braff, um, one half of Lit, of Lit BKNY. What up? What up? Um, uh, out there in Brooklyn, New York, he won. It's a local awards, it's like mm-hmm. the All Star Awards or something, I believe, yeah. in in New York. He won Director of the Year. Oh, what? he won Director of the Motherfucking Year. Not a lot, because I, I, I think he just put the call out, like, over the weekend. Not a lot of people have heard it yet. This nigga's director of the year. Trying want, to be like him. You, yeah. you want to get down creatively in New York? You got to go through this nigga, man. As far as I'm concerned. Um, so sh- uh, And another nigga that's out there breaking these notions of what niggas do creatively. Um... If you so you know, well, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to go through his whole spiel because he does have a few, a few videos in particular that I would recommend that I love. Um, uh, and he put me on to some artists. If you if, hired Gun, he did a great video for Hired Gun. Mm-hmm. He, he did an awesome video for man. Shout out to my man Ty from the Bush. I still actively fuck with uh, Enchante. Um, Man, it, it, oh God! In the in the the oh the, go, what is it called? The the grown and sexy, the smart and oh, God damn it! Anyway, I, I'm um he has he has a couple of web series that he's directed. Um, my mom loves those straight out of New York web series and shit. Check it out, uh, man! I'm telling you, um, David Braff is the man. If you want to get down, he's one of the people you need to know in Brooklyn. Um, so 
Shout out to him. Uh, much love to him. Uh, humans ain't shit. That's where we're at. Humans ain't shit. It's not going to be long. Um, y'all, make some make good decisions. No, no, I got you. I'm going to say, I got you. He's 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 trying to Google him now. Yeah, he's Don't not, worry he's about not, it. He's not an old white man. No, no, no. I got yeah, you. Yeah, some of this shit coming. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll peep it. Yeah, we'll peep we'll it. Peep it's it. cool. Yeah, he does. He's not a, like a bootleg ass Rudy Giuliani. No, he's not a bootleg. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, humans ain't shit. I saw, don't get me wrong, I don't want people to just stop living life and stop having fun. I saw a lot of IG stories from Homecoming, from TSU's Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Y'all know nobody loves Homecoming as just a black tradition as much as me. Mm-hmm. So it hurt me to not go. Uh-huh. Make some good decisions, bro. Make some <laughs> good decisions. I didn't see... No mask. No mask. I understand it was a little hot out there. No mask. I didn't see one mask in any of these stories. And I'm not going to name names or anything. Some of you niggas know who I'm talking to. I mean, at this point. I was going to say, at this point, does it even fucking matter? Bro, make some good decisions, fam. If you're going to be out here, and again, controlled decisions. I'm not saying never go out. I'm not saying, because that's unavoidable right now, because life is resuming. Mm-hmm. Life is resuming with or without us, and I know we would prefer it to be with us. Make some good decisions. I, I just wanted to see one mask. TSU ain't selling masks. They ain't got them for free at, like, the the clinic or some shit. Well, you know, it's TSU. Niggas don't go to that clinic under regular circumstances. So, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You know, we're talking about TSU and PV. They don't go to the clinic under normal, uh, everyday uh, pandemic circumstances. So let's not go there. Um, make some good decisions, y'all. I do. I, I really want y'all to make some good decisions. Um, wear masks. Distance while you can. You got to hug everybody. I know y'all was drunk. Y'all got to hug everybody. Not everybody. You can you can do a big face. Hold on, bitch. Not too close. Wow. What if they find them? Well, do what you gotta do. Risk it. Risk it. Do what you gotta do. I risked it. I would. I risked it a couple of times for birthday weekend. So, so I'm like, if if Jordan Wood showed up, you would let her breathe directly in your mouth, fam. Fam, Jordan Woods could cough and wipe her mouth on my fucking arm, nigga. Like, what the she fuck? Wipe her mouth on your face. Nigga, <laughs> bro, don't play. Um, but don't be me. Make good decisions. That's all I'm saying. Make good decisions in the pandemic. We're in the, we're in the part of the pandemic where it doesn't look like the OG pandemic. I, Depending on who you ask. I mean, the, I'm looking at the daily numbers now. The crazy. Well, I don't want to get all into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just to say, make a decision. Y'all still out there wilding. Y'all, y'all fucking up, bro. Make a decisions. That's all I ask is y'all make the make good decisions. Like, is our whole country still banned from other countries? We need to be. <laughs> we deserve it. Shit. 
Um, America is the white people of the world. Fam. <laughs> white people of the fucking world. You ain't never lied. Uh, it's a damn shame. Uh, song of the week. Uh, since we back, we'll keep it a little hip hop. Let's go. Somebody I have been meaning to play on this podcast for a long time and have not gotten around to it. I'm going to play. This is Denzel Curry. Y'all, if you know, he's one of them niggas where if you know, you know. Hard rapping young nigga. Hard rapping little nigga, bro. I I was amazed. Like, he has, because he has a turn up song. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Zoo. It's a turn up motherfucking song, but he rapping his ass off still. You don't get that much now. You get one or the other. You don't get both. Yeah. This is Denzel Curry featuring Smino, Kenny Beats, Ooh. and Robert Glasper. Ooh. Uh, this is the Robert Glasper version of So Incredible. H-Town. H-Town. Uh, uh, HSPVA, what up? Houston Stand Up. Represent your represent your city, my nigga. Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. It's Tuesday, but we're gonna still have a good motherfucking episode and a good week. Mm. And we will be right back with more opinions while black. If I can get the <laughs> if I can get the song going. Yeah, man. If I can get the song going. You got it. Let's motherfucking go. I don't write rhymes, nigga, I write checks. Might rewrite your life if the price set. Might check one, two, one, two. It's the nigga Denzel coming out of the zoo. Carry city what I breed. Dissect the flow so you can see what I bleed. Put it all together and it forms the one thing. Captain Planet, I'm on my packing cannons to crack Atlantis. It's so incredible. Looking at your face is so regrettable. Better fix your mother, gotta rush you to the medical. Doctor, bugging out like Flick versus Hopper. Untouchable to any window shopper. Mannequin, flow scorched the back just like it's Anakin. Smoking cannabis, but ain't no journals that I'm handling. Like, who brings a composition to the competition? There's gonna be some consequences when I... Now let me turn it to the judge and throw the book out. This you on the Barbie like a motherfucking cookout. This rhyme is dedicated to every MC I took out. And ones that got the best in me, so all y'all niggas look out. Hey, yo, I chef mad flavors. Pictures up the energy, it's like a lifesaver. Shave it off the top, it's sorta like a lightsaber. She's greater, he's greater. When they mention I, definition of the fly. And that's why. I don't write rhymes, nigga, I write checks. Might rewrite your life if the price set. Mike check, one, two, one, two. It's the nigga Denzel coming out of the zoo. Carry city what I breed. Dissect the flow so you can see what I bleed. Put it all together and it forms the one thing. Captain Planet, I'm on my packing cannons to crack Atlantis. It's so incredible. Hey, I got this theory that all country niggas is related, you feel me? Shit, we got courage in my family, nigga. We might be cousins. Back of your line, nigga, I'm cut neck. Five in the morning, like, damn, boy, you ain't up yet. 
No fatigue and no crease, she got a little John at the creepy. We getting lifted like elevators in Brixton. Let me paint a quick picture. It's Husky, I let me spark. I've been on Big Ginger, I'm Bob Ross with the art. I got home this morning and parked my car in the yard. Stumbled right into that coochie that I had left on the charger. Roll right over, check my DM, and every message said call pay like Smino Poppy. You probably don't remember me from Wisconsin. I was baying all the green. I bought you a couple packers. Told you that you the reason. I still got hope in these rappers. I'm like, huh? Me? Little old me? Bought the steppers out tonight and I ain't talking Frankie. At the Beverly, I seen my dog spark the stanky. Came a long way from Parker Road, parking the <laughs> I don't write rhymes, nigga, I write checks. Might rewrite your life if the price set. Might check, one, two, one, two. It's the nigga Denzel coming out of the zoo. Carry city, what I breed. Dissect the flow so you can see what I bleed. Put it all together and it forms the one thing. Captain Planet, I'm on my packing cannons to crack Atlantis. It's so incredible. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Denzel Curry featuring Kenny Beats, Smino, and Robert Glasper with the Robert Glasper version of So Incredible. That is a hard rapping nigga. Nice, man. Man, I don't, well, okay, I won't say I don't understand, but y'all out here still thirsting for three stacks. Because he's a goat. Because he is a goat. It's some young, hungry niggas out here, man. They ain't three stacks, though. They two and a half stacks, man. <laughs> and and three stacks, keep go te- he's going to keep teasing y'all with these little features. Yeah. You know how it is when you go to Denny's, man? You got the two, four, six, eight platter. Hell yeah. I forgot all about that. Three shit. stacks is that he's at, he's at $8 platter. He's the $8 joint. He's right. You have to let the two and the $4 level. But you know, but climbing, but climbing that that was, that was a dope song. Yeah, I, I really did like that song. That was hard. Yeah, that was H A W R D hard. Denzel don't make nan songs for the hoes. No, he does not. No, but, he does not. But he be barred up. He be barred up. He you are right. Up. You are correct. That nigga, that nigga came through and represented. Mm. I had to. I got to hand it to him. Um. And put some other niggas on like Smino. Always gonna have some anxiety in his voice. <laughs> Nigga always rap like he just got out of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. Oh man. Um, let's see what's going on. What's going on in the world? Okay. Uh I put this on the rundown specifically for uh D. Randall's benefit because I knew, I knew. When I asked what was going on in the world, that he would want to know, he would want to be informed that Wale has a new song out. Yeah, you, you a hoe for that too. <laughs> <laughs> that Wale has a new joint out. He has a new single. You like with, to torture me with J Cole. Ah, uh, the Venn diagram of how much I hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. Let me say this, and you probably agree. J. Cole, J. Cole did his thing. J. Cole did J. Cole. And I, I, I'm all with it. The song is called Poke It Out. 
Um, <laughs> cool and Dre have a credit on it. Yo, that could be taken so many ways. I will say. Hey, yo. Cool and Dre have a credit on it. The, did you see the art for it, though? It's like a little rose coming out of an apple or yeah. something. Yeah. It's just some overly artistic it's, shit. Some shit that Wale and J. Cole would put their minds together and come up with and say, This is what our this is this is what our listenership is looking for. That 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 cover looked nothing like a ripoff of Vibrant thing, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> they did and for the, those of you who don't know, they did sample Vibrant thing. More like Replayed it, basically replayed it with a clap. How did how did Q Tip not get a production credit on that? They vanilla iced that shit. Yeah, they put a little clap in it. You know, yeah, it had a little, you know, it had a little vibey vibe to it. Now I was gonna say, now when the beat starts, you do be want, you do be wanting to nod your head, bro, and and then you hear Wale. Much like I did, you skip to J. Cole's verse. <laughs> well, look. And you pretend like that's his song. This nigga did skip straight to J. Cole's verse. He did. He really did. And he didn't. And, and I want to I wanna defend him a little bit. But honestly, Randall didn't miss much. <laughs> I saw that man's eyebrow ridge. And I was like, nah, I can't. He got, he got a hot 16, <laughs> a bridge, and a hook. That's a Chris Brown feature, yeah. basically. How you, how you featured on your own song? <laughs> and that's basically what it was. And what hurt me so bad is that is that Cole, Cole fucking Cole didn't even go maximum Cole, and he nah. kind of wrecked it. He didn't need to. Like when it, it, when if you feature on a Wale song, you genuinely don't <laughs> have to. You don't even have to take off your warm up suit. You just. You don't even have to stretch. You, you just show fool. up. fool. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> Cole came in and said, y'all get whatever fucking verse y'all get today. Cole's coffee was still warm when he left. He was like, hey, man. <laughs> the Uber stayed outside. <laughs> How long did they wait for you? Five minutes? Five minutes. Hey, I'll be right back. The fam. Uber did, did, did they light didn't work. Even, they didn't even ask him to adjust his destination. Nah. <laughs> I'll take you home, bro. I got you. Every now and then you get that cool ass Uber driver. I got you, bro. I'll take you home, dog. Do you? You do once in a once in a while when like, cause you know you be on the phone and you find out last minute plans change, shit gets canceled. Ah, uh, I got you. You know whatever it may be, and they kind of feel for you. You be like, man, they, you ain't got to do it, bro. I'll take you. Don't even worry about it. And, and, and oh, now, they, some, they, some they it, still charge you though. Well, some of it is selfish because it's like you're on my way home. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is I. I said this was gonna be my last ride, and you're on my way home, and I'm. This is me holding myself accountable. Yeah, because otherwise, I'll keep this motherfucker on and get some more money. Like, okay. um, and so, um. Yeah, every now and then you get a cool Uber driver. And so, yeah, he was like, yeah, I, bro, just go in, go in there and go ahead and crash that shit. How, how long is the verse? Well, you Like a minute and a half? You on a Wale song? Oh, shit, nigga, you ain't even got to try. Just, <laughs> just go in there and say, clip, clap, skibbity, pap. <laughs> and you already housed this shit. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, clip clap, 
Skibbity Pep sounds like a <laughs> Kanye joint at this point. That's a, that Kanye's next album gonna be called Clip Clap Skibbity Pep. God. Oh shit! But I was, I was like you. I wanted Wale, and the fact that it wasn't even Maximum Cole makes it twice as disappointing for everyone but Randall, who expected this. Um, that Wale didn't at least run, at least kind of jog to meet Cole in the middle. Like y'all need to stop forming expectations for this man. <laughs> He's not good. <laughs> He's pretty bad at what he does. It's disgusting, actually. How are you going to be short and whack? <laughs> Especially when this nigga been on social media for the past two or three months telling us that we sleeping on him. Good. We need the rest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? Let's us asleep. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? How many how many Wale fans? I've never seen anyone acknowledge themselves as a Wale fan. I've never seen even like when when you know there's a whole there's a whole subgenre of kids that love J. Cole. They defend that man to the death. Like it's true. Cole he's spitting hard. It's true. I've never Ever seen anyone be like, dog on the cool? Yo, y'all ain't fucking with Wale? Wale's the man, bro. Wale be spitting, bro. Those, y'all not those words y'all not are, hearing it. Those words have never come out of anybody's mouth. You never mouth seen a post go, y'all ain't hearing this nigga, bro. <laughs> you mean, I never hear heard anybody quote a Wale line. Nope. Y'all ain't hearing this nigga, bro. And this is some I Wale has more than a few songs that I fuck with. Would I call myself a fan? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I actually, because I actually enjoyed that Ambition uh, album. Would I call myself a fan? I don't know. Probably not. It's just I and, and that, and I kind of get, I get, I get tired of the. And he's not the only artist to do it. He's the only artist to do it as consistently as jump on social media and yell at his audience for not. Yeah. Giving him his flowers. For not lying to him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he wants. (laughs) You know, and and, um, somebody actually called us to the mat on this once because we we did defend Ari Lennox a little bit when she kind of got on her, got in her bag about, it was probably a Soul Train Award or something. But, like, the difference is I haven't heard Ari Lennox talk that shit since. This is all Wale does, yeah. and it's becoming all Wale is known for. That's the problem. The little man syndrome. Man. Ari Lennox changed some shit up. Ari Lennox, for, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it, and I'm not complaining because as far as I'm concerned, it hasn't affected the music, but Ari Lennox was just a regular old thick chick from around the way, and... She got tired of y'all not respecting. She got tired of y'all not respecting her, and Lizzo got one too many awards for her one time, and then all of a sudden, three months later, she got on the whatever this, whatever Sean T P ninety X plan these 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 IG chicks be on. She got on that shit. Tummy T, a uh, flat tummy T, correct. Flat tummy T, yeah. 
she got on that workout plan. You saw her working out nonstop yeah. for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden she was an IG baddie <laughs> and still killing the music. So she changed some shit up and got people's notice. There was a time when, when Ari Lennox was like number two and number one in the Thirst Trap power, power rankings. Yeah. There was a time when like every time you looked at her on IG every day, she had her foot on everybody's neck. She did something to get people's attention that wasn't flashy. She because there are there are flashier people, but she did something to get people to notice, and then still put out quality content. Yeah. Wale, all Wale does is talk shit. He needs to consult with his fellow short niggas. <laughs> Big Sean and, and Lil Wayne and, and, and figure out like what they do to like also I'm a little confused. Big Sean and Lil Wayne are the same size. More or less. The, the, this this unit of measurement is not consistent. What is big, what is little? Anyway, that's beside the point. Wale needs to sit down with them at the kitty table and they need to talk, <laughs> they need to talk to him about shutting the fuck up when you're not relevant. And at least Big Sean is like, yes, Big Sean is like, I don't have to say shit because I'm smashing Janae. I was say, <laughs> Big Sean has proven himself. Lil Wayne didn't have to say shit. Because he's high. Because he was great once. To I was some say, people. to someone. <laughs> to some people, great. he was great. He had a good run. Wale has had neither one of those. As a matter of fact, in short nigga news, I like more songs by Lil Duval than I do by Wiley. Oh, shit. I'm living my best life. <laughs> ain't going back and forth with you, niggas. Oh, living no. my best life. Better than anything Wiley has ever made. Oh, man. I can't. Nah, nah I can't do him like that. I, Wiley is I just above Tory Lanez on the short niggas. On the short niggas. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Once, once Tory Lane connects one blow, I'll move him up a spot. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, that's enough about Wiley. Oh, boy. Yeah, I did carve out a few minutes for him to. I appreciate that. I needed that. Get his shit off about Wale. Fuck, he's trying. <laughs> I like the Seinfeld songs, bro. I do. I, I, I'll give you that, Wale. I played one on this podcast, and I got Randall to admit that it was not bad. It was not. I did not throw up when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> A show about nothing. Oh boy! So, um, now I have to I have to talk about this because y'all know me, y'all know how I feel about Rihanna. Well, I mean, how every. Red blooded American male feels about Rihanna and women, and some women. Uh, and y'all know how I feel about when the new Savage Fenty drops. Um, I did the Savage Fenty show debuted on Amazon uh, over last weekend, I believe. Did I uh, did I see correctly? Did you have a package? I did. I cop. I cop. Yeah. I cop. I cop. Look, when the new when the when the new men shit drops, I cop. Okay. Um, and this and I had to cop this. And now, granted, 
I did pop shit about how Rihanna is a billionaire and is officially the enemy. However, but however, as long as she makes shit in real nigga sizes, it fit. I was gonna say, sometimes you gotta do you gotta do you gotta do for yourself, <laughs> and you gotta work with what you got in the system that we living in because she dropped some shit in real big nigga sizes that wasn't hideous because. Everything, not everything, most of the things that drop in big nigga sizes, shit these look, regular brands. Shit look like sofa covers. Bro, this shit's be unconscionable. <laughs> bro, I don't know how these motherfuckers sleep at night, dog. Like, and, and, shout, out, and, and shout out to all you, all you niggas trying to capitalize on, the ra- on what you perceive as the regularness of big niggas. Now, now you look on not Amazon. Now you look on IG. Everybody got a line of regular ass T-shirts in big nigga sizes, and the only draw to them is that they make your belly look smaller. It's a good you, start. Shout out to Fresh Clean Tees. I seen all them shits. I seen all them shits, and they all do the same shit. They just they just run big. They didn't make no secret formula that, that shrinks your belly or none of that shit. They just run big. Yeah. That's all. Y'all ain't did no magic trick. <laughs> and y'all charging y'all charging thirty dollars for these regular ass tees in these regular ass colors. Y'all be ashamed of your fucking self. Y'all make the sleeves look a little tight. Film. Film. Well, big niggas got arms. Man, y'all be ashamed. Anybody making big nigga clothes outside of Rihanna should be ashamed of their fucking self right now. I don't know how you niggas sleep at night. Oh, I know how you sleep. You sleep on all that money. Uh, like Scrooge McDuck. But y'all are some fucking shysters. Rihanna is holding it down for the big for the big people. Big men and women. Because Lizzo was in that shit, I believe. Um, they actually, You know, they actually tried to jump up Lizzo's ass. They always trying to jump up Lizzo's ass over something. She was in the Savage Fenty show, and she met, like, over the weekend, she met Chris Brown, mm. which is, like, her first time ever meeting Chris Brown. And because she's a part of that generation that kind of came up and grew up on Chris Brown, mm-hmm. she fangirled out and took a picture. Not only took a picture, but one of Chris Brown's people was trying to get in the picture, and she pushed the bitch out of the way. She said, hold on, bitch, let me get the first picture down. Lizzo got some heavy hands, too. I don't say. I wouldn't want that problem with Lizzo. I mean, well, I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> you could probably take it. I'd, I'd willfully so. Um, so, and people got on her because, like, oh, why you fucking with Chris? And, you know, you are just selling Rihanna shit. Stop getting mad with them people over some shit that they squashed. I don't support what Chris did. I'm not finna fight Chris in the street over it. Not if Rihanna, not if Rihanna has has like made up and befriended that nigga again. Yeah. Um, which is her choice, and I'm not shaming her one way or the other about it. I'm just, I I don't like this thing we do on social media where we get mad at people over some shit that they got over and squashed. It's just that same shit with like Jay Z, where it, the Hive had to had to make you hate Jay Z. Over that cheating shit that Beyonce has for, for has forgiven and moved on from. Well, 
Also, Rihanna's a billionaire, so I I think if, if we know the pettiness of Rihanna, yeah, she's okay. Like I I would imagine that a lot of a lot of girls out there would be willing to communicate with their exes if they were billionaires just to shit on them, just to shit on like, them. Like I leveled up since I left your bitch ass. You're still chasing bags. What the fuck you gonna do? I am the bag. Rihanna is the bag. Is Karuchi talking to you yet, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all still going through that bullshit? Okay. Still going through still going through with that strong job bitch from the bad girls club. <laughs> shit. Wow. Was that a Natalie Nunn reference? That was a Natalie Nunn reference. Wow. <laughs> she looking for my ass right now. Alright. She she wanna box everybody. This look like it's Mac tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh shit. <laughs> It's been two weeks, y'all. It is. We back. We back. Houston's most savage pocket. Dare I say. No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Really, America's most savage podcast. No, 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 no. We don't want that smoke. No, no. We don't want that smoke. No, we ain't got the budget. We ain't got the number. I was going to say, some of these motherfuckers got people they can hire just to listen to our shit yeah. and record all the fucked up shit we say. Yeah, nah, we um, so, yeah, the Savage Fenty show, I the reason I salute this every year and the reason that I get so hype about it every year is that we have to get out of the mindset of Rihanna just being a music artist that's doing other shit. Because she's never releasing music again. <laughs> Maybe. Probably, probably. Rihanna is a visual artist at this point. Yeah. The Savage Fenty show, she has done a thing where, and this is before the pandemic. This is before, before the pandemic. So it's really kind of, it's, it's more innovative than we give it credit for because she took the hype of a fashion show and made it mainstream. Because mainstream niggas, you know, we hear, it's one of those things where we hear about it, we see it on, we see a clip on IG later, oh, this person showed up to the thing. Fashion shows are not a mainstream hype. She took everything that's awesome about a fashion show and she made it mainstream hype. Mm -hmm. And she took things and peppered visual art in the middle. And she's selling us clothes. She's printing money. Bruh, this shit was so lit. Ricky Martin was in this bitch. Ricky Martin Damn. showed up to this shit, and Ricky Martin has not aged a day since living La Vida Loca. Was he working or was he participating? He was both. He was wearing the shit and he was performing he was performing his new shit. Okay, I thought he was like scanning tickets at the door. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, shout out to Ricky Martin, man. Ricky Martin was holding it down. Apparently, Ricky Martin is on his, like, Matthew McConaughey second season. Interesting. But, like, I mean, but most, like, more so, not necessarily in the pop circles, more in the Latin circles. Yeah. Um, Ricky Martin has not aged at all. Um, whatever Prince was drinking from, mm -hmm. Ricky Martin is drinking that. Plastic surgery. One hundo. One hundo. They were, they were drinking from Botox. They were drinking from Dr. Miami's cup. That's that's what they were yes. drinking from. Um, Ricky Martin was holding down. Normani, again, 
Normani showed her fucking ass. And y'all didn't appreciate it. Again. Another moment that went completely quiet in the feedback on this. Normani was holding it down. Solo doing the wild side joint. Killing it. Flexible is all. God damn, Normani. Shit. Niggas holding her up in split in split formations and shit. Like she a fucking cheerleader. Um, well, when you quit your job, you know what you can go do next. You could be a split holder. You already know. <laughs> you already know. I'm getting in shape for it right now. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Whew. Jasmine Sullivan can sell some draws, boy. God. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Woo. And sang the shit out of um, Sit On It. In a draws. I, she was selling some draws. I'll just say that. She was selling the shit out of some draws. How much would you have paid for the ones that she was wearing? Uh, was her in or out of them? Oh, no, that doesn't matter. Uh, plenty. <laughs> plenty. In or out of them. I don't give a fuck. Um, y'all need to know all that, though. That's a Patreon episode. <laughs> um, Your Patreon could go to... <laughs> you know getting off topic um <laughs> there was a little buster there was a little buster medley oh yeah a short one and we didn't see bus probably probably because in my mind rihanna w- always wants to make sure there's a heavy focus on the men uh, on the women and on the on the uh queer on the the queer or queer adjacent men, yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have no I couldn't imagine Buster being in this shit. Doja yeah. Cat was in it. Uh, Jade Nova, another person we played on this podcast, was in it. Um, uh, uh, Nas was in it at the end. Mm. Nas was in it strangely for some reason. Um, Remy Ma. Remy yeah. Ma turned into Remy Ma is another one that had turned into an IG baddie. She went to jail. <laughs> Pressed that iron. Came out ready for Papoose. <laughs> turned his hat straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Papoose, the god of chopped cheeses. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it and and of course Rihanna had to make. See, Rihanna makes very controlled, limited appearances in this shit. But when she shows up, it's powerful. Yeah. She showed up to um, the Buster and Janet joint. Perfect. Flawless. Flawless. I see I see Rihanna's appeal. Like, I was, I, was, I was appreciative of Rihanna before, but I wasn't a fan for real. Until anti, because I see what it is she does well, what she represents. Yeah, she has presence. Now, I'm going to tell you what, it, well, that's true, yes. I'm going to tell you what it is. She is a she is women's power fantasy. Yeah. Like niggas have, he, like, like little boys have He-Man. 
yeah. their power escape fantasy, He-Man and Batman. <laughs> these 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 characters that transcend the plot and can do anything. Yeah. That's what Rihanna represents for these women. She's doing shit that they wish they could do. Rihanna ain't Rob Robin Rihanna Fenty ain't seen a bra since 2008. Ain't seen a bra, don't know what a bra look like. At least since 2008. Free the nipple. Ain't wore a bra, all her tops be sheer. And walking around smelling and walking around loud as fuck smelling like weed and don't give a fuck what you got to say about it. It ain't missed in an outfit yet. Was ASAP Cookie there? (laughs) (laughs) What? No, ASAP Rocky was not present. Just asking. No, she did not have her familiar there. I'm sure her familiar was on set. Um, yeah, and and so the big nigga clothes that that released. When I tell you, I was at work. I hadn't even watched the shit yet, but when I when they sent me the text about the drop, I was supposed to be trying to figure out my Uber. I really was on this site look, checking this shit out, trying to trying to check out. Well, because you know you only got a couple minutes to get it before, before it sell out. Yeah, fam, they they stocked well this time. Okay, they stocked well this time. As a matter of fact, I might be back this week. Oh, they stocked well. Caught me a little set, a little fit. I did. Caught me a little fit. It's already arrived. It's already arrived. Already tried it out. Let me tell you something. I feel comfortable on this podcast. Okay. Confessing y'all. Sitting at least six feet apart. Okay. Sitting at least six feet apart. Um, these are like this is my lingerie, basically. Oh. I feel very comfortable in telling other men yeah. this is some shit y'all want to cop, fam. This shit will have you feeling like when Killmonger was crowned king. I wasn't prepared for that, but like remember when remember when, when when they flipped it all of a sudden and Killmonger was king and they had clearly like given him the finest robes and like yeah. washed his hair and all the juices and berries and shit yeah king's fabric linen and silk you know got him a got him a fresh re- retwist <laughs> no beeswax no beeswax just juices and berries yeah. fam that's what you be feeling like in this in in this robe in, in this in this robe and pants. Now, Damn. I want to also say, Rihanna took some risk in this new, in this new drop in this in this new fall line. This is gonna be hard for Randall to hear. All right. She dropped uh, for the men. She dropped uh, a mesh fishnet tank top. The Tony Rich joint? You know, you remember Tony Rich used to only... I'm sorry, I just showed my age, y'all. I apologize. (laughs) The Tony Rich project, bro? Yeah, he... My bad. I would have said the Mario Van Peebles, so you ain't doing that much... So I ain't doing that much better. Wait, who who was Halle Berry married to that had the uh, the sex addiction? Benet? Eric Benet? Yeah, we'll we'll call it the Eric Benet joint. And no shoes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the so he had the the mesh kind of fishnet top, but matching briefs. Matching briefs, my nigga. Is that what you got? I did not. Okay, thank you. I wasn't ready for that. I ain't ready for that. I was not ready to know that. Um, the but that's taking risk. I like. I I'm I'm not copying it. I'm not copying Look, it. I I bet you, Kid Fury got it. <laughs> right, but but hey, that is, that was exactly what I was jumping into. Yeah, it's not just for us. Yeah. She it 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 it's one of those things where it's a universal key between male identifying, queer identifying, even trans identifying, which but, all was represented in the Savage Fenty show. But sometimes you just want some draws that breathe. You do. I don't. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. But some people do. And taking those taking risks like that and knowing that she's that she's cornering the market with not just queer identifying or not just trans identifying, although they were highlighted. That's a big thing and encouraging people to break some of these preconceived notions that let's be honest. Most of us niggas don't even know where the fuck some of them, a lot of them come from. This is why I salute Rihanna. And this is why I highlight the Savage Fenty show every year when it drops. Um, this is exactly my shit. Um, Rihanna has become a more, she is a fashion icon and she's a visual artist of the highest caliber with, I mean, with the biggest budget imaginable. Um, the only thing she got dragged for, for real was that white girl, Emily Ratajkowski with the, with the, with the black girl, uh, Beyonce brains. <clears throat> I mean, you can't hit them all. You can't win them all. Can't hit them all, and you know, everybody was, gonna have something to say. It was okay with Rihanna, so exactly. Y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna say it. To y'all ain't gonna say shit, and y'all gonna still, and most of y'all gonna still keep buying that fancy skin. Yep. Um, what else is going on? Um, R. Kelly's guilty. Well, we we knew that R. Yeah. Kelly was found guilty yes. in a court of law on all counts. On literally all counts, like they like, to the point where it wasn't just oh he did this thing but not that thing. No, they full on hit him with the criminal enterprise special. Yeah, the whole special. Yeah, like this was racketeering of the highest order because there was a lot of money going around. There's a lot of money going around to keep it quiet, and there was a lot of money going around to keep it going. Even the chicks that swore they were ride or die for this nigga turned coat. Azriel, what's her name? Yeah. Well, she sung like Jasmine Sullivan on this motherfucker. When the checks run out. I'll, what did I say? Yeah. Didn't I say it? You did. When them checks run out. <laughs> when them checks run out, everybody run to the stand. <laughs> everybody. All of a sudden, everybody just happened to make it out with a tape. And they still, and that's just they still haven't covered you know, all like, the charges in all the states. Yeah, you know how you know how like in people's houses they have like a candy jar with like fucking Skittles or Starburst or whatever that you can just grab 
Correct. Peppermints. This nigga probably had a, 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 a little candy jar just full of tapes. Oh, man. This man has so many tapes. Where the fuck? And why was he not hiding them better? White people always know how to hide this shit. Apparently, he was just showing them to everybody. Fam. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. Before you leave, man. Hey. Grab one of them tapes, though. Get the one. Remember, remember, remember that movie Shooter? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Unfortunately. Where they, right. <laughs> where, they, where they go to the old to the old crackpot's house. Yeah. Grab that book. The red one. Yeah. And knew exactly what to look for. That's Kells. And somebody was telling me, they, because his his defense, and this, I didn't even bother putting him on the list that week. Um, his defense called and said he was being done wrong like Martin Luther King or something. Like he was being, they compared him to Martin Luther King and that he was being, uh, it was a witch hunt. And um, uh, shut the fuck up. You know what? Shut the fuck up. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Being the lawyer, the, the defense lawyer of an obviously very guilty person has to be one of the most fun jobs in the world. <laughs> you can literally make up the dumbest shit. You can say the most bullshit. Because you, you don't have shit else to go on. Like, imagine imagine being a court-appointed lawyer, and they're like, yeah, this like we got this nigga on film doing it. He said he did it. You got to you got to defend him. Like basically like Rudy Giuliani and Trump. Like you just you right. get, you get to say the most ludicrous shit cuz you know this motherfucker's going down. And you know nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. And you know nobody gives a fuck. Um So yeah, um, I, I would be in there like, "Hey, man, y'all can't send him to jail cuz he don't wash his booty." And guess what? Now every state across America that this motherfucker has has holed up in wants their pound of flesh. Ooh man! They so they haven't even gotten yeah. to that. Yeah. Once the once the first one sets that precedent, the rest of them just start falling like dominoes. And the sentencing ain't until twenty twenty two, so they got plenty of time to put some more shit on the fire. I see suicide coming. That's a hot take. Nobody has. Be going, son. No one has. No one has said that. It's coming. That's a hot, hot take. It's coming. I feel it. We're gonna, we're gonna get some shit for that, and I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm here for it. Yeah. Bring it. Oh man, it's coming. Um. Niggas are still defending him. If you find yourself arguing with someone still defending Robert Kelly. Go to jail with him. Y'all that cool? Just just go with him. Like, all right, man, I got you. I was going to say, put some money on his books. No, don't do that. No, don't put no money on his don't books. Just go there with him. I was going to say, just be there. Just be there to protect him. Be his, you know, be one, you know, you you know, everybody in, in prison got to have a little, they little gang. Go on. Hold his pocket. Boy. Hold his pocket. Hold his hand and hold his hand and sing I'm the Greatest. R. Kelly in jail is going to be weird because you know how, how niggas ride for, like, what's, what's, what's stronger? The way the niggas ride for their favorite musicians or their disgust with misogyny and child molestation? Like, 
most most people who are convicted, we know most people who are convicted of like sex trafficking and child molestation, right. they get hemmed up in prison. Correct. But Correct. if you can sing and dance, <laughs> niggas want to see both sides of jail. Wait, wait, Somehow wait, 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 all of a sudden, wait. well, I got I, married to Nate, step in the name of love, man. Y'all, how y'all, are they treating him in prison? Y'all, y'all think about think about this before you do that, young brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Remember, brother, brother Kelly. They gonna. It, 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 it's over for him. They they going to it, it's gonna be somebody supreme when we sitting there. Hold my hand and sing track five from TP Reloaded. Yeah, sing yeah. Sex Planet, nigga. I, I want you to sing Feeling on Your Boo OOT just like you did. <laughs> no, nigga, take it up an octave. Boo OOT. <laughs> harmonize, yeah. harmonize, nigga. Boo OOT. Harmonize with yourself, nigga. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking water. This is crazy. He going. He going. And guess what? We gonna have some. We gonna have some more. Oh, this ain't the end. We gonna have some more shit. We gonna have some more jokes. Oh, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. Right? Did oh these jokes going into the ground <laughs> with him? One hundo. And Bill Cosby. Well, no, no. They they broke this up. That's too easy. But no, what happened was his his representative. His lawyer or whatever was tweeting his his opinion from Bill Cosby's Twitter. Y'all, this is a, and again, this is how I know prison wasn't prison enough. Y'all didn't y'all didn't indoctrinate that motherfucker enough. William Cosby needed to come out still referring to himself as his jail ID. He needs to go home. Back to his neighborhood and introduce himself to his neighbors as a sexual predator. 100%. And, and televise that shit. My name is Bill Cosby. And <laughs> I came out of jail for drugging women. And <laughs> I'm Bill Cosby and I'm a sexual predator. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Damn. Oh man, no! Facebook will get us. Oh, um, shit! Facebook was offline today. Apparently, <laughs> what Zuck doesn't know won't hurt yeah. him. Um, now when the lights come back on, it's yeah, it's story. a different story. Correct. Uh, you know the algorithm. The algorithms already swear I'm Vladimir Putin in this motherfucker. <laughs> um, CBS. Oh, this is an old. Oh, so this we didn't. We never got to follow up with this. CBS is rethinking the activist. Remember when we reported on how the activist was going to be this CBS game show hosted by Usher and Priyanka Chopra? Yeah. Oh, and Julianne Hoff. Um, and it was going to be like it, like fucking the voice for activists. Yeah. Um, they're rethinking that. Um, apparently, it's they're going to make it more of like a documentary series. So they're just going to cherry pick some activists out there and kind of follow them around or some shit. Watch them misappropriate funds. Want, right. You know. um, uh, watch them pretend like they're going to turn down that McDonald's deal. <laughs> um, so someone on Twitter by the name of Clover Hogan um, recounted their experience with the activist. Mm. Earlier this year, I was approached to appear on this show, The Activist. I was contacted by someone, quote, 
looking for passionate activists who are actively engaged in making an impact in the areas of environment, health, education, and reducing world hunger. I took a call with them. This is a thread on Twitter. They spoke about bringing activists together to solve global challenges, yet every, every question I asked received an evasive answer. What's the purpose? How are they finding activists? Is it, is it about collaboration? How are, they, how are they platforming folks who have been historically excluded? I wish I had taken the evasiveness for the giant red flag it was, but this person kept emphasizing what a brilliant opportunity it would be to put eco-anxiety on the agenda and said my questions would be answered on another call. So I agreed to an interview with the producer from the show. The interview was the worst I've ever experienced. Interviews in quotes. When asked about my background, I mentioned growing up in nature, feeling heartbroken when I discovered documentaries choosing to become an environmentalist at 11, moving to Indonesia, working with grassroots communities. Afterward, the dude looked irritated. He said I sounded like a robot, talking from a script. He asked me to do it over, this time with more emotion, and gave me the pointers of what the producers want to see. We repeated this several times until I burst into tears. Perfect, he said. I'd done what he wanted. Apparently, I felt humiliated. The only explanation I have for not hanging up then and there is gaslighting. I kept thinking, perhaps I'm being dramatic. This is showbiz, right? He's just trying to help me communicate better. I chose to be here. After the tears, he asked me about our work at Force of Nature I lit up at the chance to talk about our our research programs for youth, uh, the urgency of mental health of the mental health crisis. He cut me off towards the end. It was too complicated. I needed to quote talk like an American. At the end, he revealed that this would be a competition show with activists going against each other for resources. I remember thinking I was in a Black Mirror episode. When the call ended, I cried and called my mom. The whole time, I was made to feel as if I was failing a test. The weeks following, I tried to block the experience from my mind, only to receive an email that I had been successful, yay me, with an invitation to meet the whole production team. I politely declined and declined again, when told to reconsider as this is such a huge opportunity. I won't relay what has already been said so eloquently uh, by, other, by other folks. What I will add... Uh, from behind-the-scenes experience is that they were not interested in the issues at all. They only wanted a story, a story, and a story manufactured for Hollywood. So, this all, you know what they wanted, right? They wanted Karen Civil. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted Angela Rye. They wanted somebody light skin. They wanted somebody light skin who talks a good game, and nothing else. Who has marketed themselves in talking a good game? This is all a part of my ongoing, unofficial segment on this podcast. What the fuck do these jobs mean? What the. F- And I feel like the person, because I feel like the person that they wanted for this is one of these people where I ask, what do you do? What do you do? 
I am a um, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh God! See that bullshit? Or they go? I'm a businessman. I'm a I, I am I'm a brand ambassador. I'm a CEO. What study did you educate yourself in um, to call yourself and give yourself the, posi- the the position that you've been given? Life, hard knocks, hustle. Can't teach this. I was born in this. I was built for this. I was built by that. I was built by design. <laughs> hustle in my heart, mama. Uh, and then Alexa play Rick Ross hustling. Um, yeah, the activist is just another sector of this. What do you do culture? Scam economy. <laughs> the scam economy. I love it. Um, yeah, it's just. So what do you do again? Oh, and they just name. They just name all the all the startups that they made fake LLCs for. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so now it's going to be a documentary series, and I'm 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 guessing I won't be watching that because again it'll be watched even less. I was gonna say it's the, it, it's everybody that I ever avoided in journalism school, everybody that I ever avoided at these networking events. Like these are the it's the it's the people that I hate <laughs> that cannot stop talking about themselves. It's the insufferable Olympics. Oh boy, it's gonna be great. Usher is the perfect person to host it, by the way. Um, anything where insufferable is the key word. Usher's Usher's your person. The musician, Quantico, and whatever Julianne Huff is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randall, she was the love interest in the Footloose remake. <laughs> How? How can I forget that? It's so unbelievable. It's is noticeable because it's the footloose with black people in it. You got a man who's a herpes super spreader. <laughs> the chick who's married to a Jonas. And whatever Julia Hoff is. is. <laughs> um, is that the name of the episode? Whatever Julianne Huff is. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. All fuck right. it. I, fuck, the, fuck the algorithms. I don't even know if they're going to be mad about the nah, algorithm. Fuck. Um, oh, God. That was, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm hopefully this devolves from reality contests to documentary series to, uh, uh, development hell where Usher belongs. Um, here's an internet question that came up a stupid one. Is Drake as big as Michael Jackson was at his peak? Stop. No, no, I, I actually, I have I have a fail safe answer to that question. Nobody in history, no one was as big as Michael Jackson at his peak. No please, one. Please try another comparison. Stop. No, or better yet, stop the comparisons because this is just like when they said, "Is Snow Allegra the new Sade?" What the fuck was that? Who said that? Oh, that was a thing for like five minutes, and I then will, people told them to shut the fuck up. I will up. fight. Is Snow Allegra the new? First of all. The old Sade ain't washed. If the old Sade drop an album right now, the shit gonna slap. I do want her to stop smoking, though. Because, you know, light-skinned people, when they get older, man, they got to take better care of their skin. She can't be out there smoking like she's been smoking. She has been smoking quite a bit. 
That's true. Now she's still fine. She still looks good. Yes. Still looks good. Daughter, see, again, that's that weird, that weird little kind of, con, that, that, that little comparison. Because I know Sade's, Sade's daughter is grown, like, like grown, grown. I'm pretty sure. How old is her daughter? I don't remember. She grown. She looked, she looked 30. Excuse me for a moment. She looked a hard 30. Cause you know that's that that's because that's when it gets weird. Cause like, I still go through this with Zoe Kravitz, and Zoe Kravitz is close to my age. But the fact that Zoe Kravitz, like I was lusting after your mama ten ten minutes ago. When was she born? Nineteen ninety six. God damn. They're starting to be born in years that, like, I remember. It's 25. Which probably means it's wrong. She's 25. She's 25? Well, that's not bad. I mean, Megan Thee Stallion is, oh. like, 25, so. Sade Adu's daughter, Michaela, is now a transgender man. What? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Oh, they made a transition? Yes. Okay. Okay, fair enough. I wasn't privy to that information. I was looking at old photos. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Um, Savage Fenty is for everyone. <laughs> correct. Is Drake... No, no. It doesn't matter. For, yeah, no, he's not. No one's bigger than Michael Jackson was because no one is fainting at concerts. That is my, that is my greatest memory of Michael Jackson in, in, in concert. Yeah. Is that people were continuously fainting and having to be carried out of the concert. There were multiple like ambulances and shit. Everybody, like everybody from that era, remembers that. Yeah. Like the first, like the first thirty minutes of Moonwalker is just every everybody that has ever fainted at a fucking Michael Jackson show. Yeah. Drake. Drake has never and will never do a. When when I say world tour, I mean world. It tour. will never be that kind of world world tour. Michael Jackson could literally go to any city in any country at any time. This motherfucker dressed up like Captain Kangaroo and went to literally any city he pointed to on a fucking globe. Yes. Had the key to the city by the end of the day and bought half of their expense, half of their priceless cultural artwork. Yeah. And was out and sung two songs and was out. And everybody was fine with it. Michael sang thirty. Michael sang Ben for thirty seconds and was out, and it was the greatest experience of my life. Drake will never be able to show up somewhere, do forty five seconds of God's plan, and that changed somebody's life the way Michael Jackson changed someone's. Yeah. Never. Drake will never have a moonwalker. Drake isn't even as popular as Beyonce. Drake <laughs> doesn't have a video game. You don't remember that shit? I, I, it was not a good game. But that's not the point. The point is Drake does not have one. He doesn't have one. And I'm not talking about that Candy Crush shit that Kim and Chloe do. I'm talking about a worldwide marketed game. No yeah. matter how you feel about what kind of game Moonwalker was, yeah, that motherfucker was in arcades. It was a it was a cultural phenomenon. That motherfucker was in arcades and was literally based on the strange. Bizarre, I cannot stress this enough. I talked about this on an episode. The strange, 
bizarre sci-fi movie in the last 45 minutes of Moonwalker. That was the weird... Do you remember that shit? That was the weirdest shit I have ever... Like, watching it as a grown-up, Yeah, it's the most bizarre shit I've ever seen. Yeah. For those of you that have never watched Moonwalker, just go to YouTube and watch the movie. It, it, it features Michael Jackson... Uh, Brandon Adams, who some you 90s kids will know from being the random little black boy who can sing and, and tons of shit before Jason Weaver came up. And uh, Sean Lennon, who was uh, John Lennon's uh, youngest son, I believe. Um, it, was a weird, it was some weird shit. Michael Jackson and his dog and these kids were playing soccer and were playing soccer in like a Rockwellian field and the dog runs off into a cave and they stumble onto literally they stumble onto a secret hideaway where Joe Pesci, who looks like a boss from that, from that narc video game mm-hmm. is plotting to get all the, all the world's like elementary school children addicted to heroin. And Michael has to stop and Michael Jackson has to stop him. How does Michael Jackson, what does Michael Jackson have at his disposal to stop him? Wishes on stars. He had a wish on a star that turned him into a smooth criminal. He had a wish on a star that turned him into a Knight Rider car. He had a wish that turned him into a giant mecha robot. And at the very end, he had a wish that turned him into the Millennium Falcon or some shit. I'm starting to see the pedophilic <laughs> undertones <laughs> in this now. Yeah. What? How did we not see this before? Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> you, you lure children into a cave, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> okay, and uh, and saves the day and destroys Joe Pesci's whole drug dealing uh, drug dealing operation. And flies off into the sky, only to make it just in time uh, to sing his rendition of "Come Together." Hmm. This is the strangest way yeah. to spend like forty-five minutes you could ever see ever in your entire life. That's... There's a whole era of Michael Jackson-related things from the '80s and '90s that will blow your fucking mind. Moonwalker hits a little different now. Moonwalker hits quite different. Moonwalker and that Can You Feel It video. Try explaining the Can You Feel It video. I actually watched it to anyone. I actually watched it recently for the first time as an adult, and I was like, "What in the hell? Why does Keith David have an opening epic like narration to this? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Y'all, y'all, y'all holler back when Drake has his own. (laughs) when, When Drake has his own Captain EO." Oh my God, Captain! Short Theo, film bro. slash Disney attraction. <laughs> that time when Michael Jackson was Star Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Captain Eel is the strangest shit. Remember, everybody was hype as fuck when Michael Jackson was at his peak on MTV, at least. And all week they were playing all Michael Jackson shit. Yeah. Leading up to like that Friday when they showed like Captain EO, which is all of like 20 minutes long. Yeah. And nonsensical completely. Look, Michael Jackson took care of all the bad ideas so that Kanye wouldn't have it. 
Oh my God. Savage. Pray there is never a time in our lifetimes when Aubrey Graham has a Can You Feel It video where, first of all, he's in enough trouble. Let, let's start there. Aubrey is in enough trouble with, with kids as it is. They're starting to dig up all these times when he would, when, when he would be hanging out uh, with, a, with a celebrity younger than him. That 18 year old model chick, uh, what's her name? Uh, the other one, uh, 11 from Stranger Things. Baby. Baby. It's not Drake Watch. Millie Bobby Brown. Baby. <laughs> I, honestly, she's of age, and I don't want him standing too, too close to Chloe Bailey. Baby. And they're digging these shits up. And it's not looking good for him. You better hope there's never, he better hope there's never a time when he's in a pitch meeting and somebody says, let's remake Can You Feel It? Let's have you as a giant glowing Tron character sprinkling things unknown yeah. onto small children. <laughs> let's hope that never happens. Like Mike was really in that video, like spreading his seed over, ch over children. Yo. How did we not see this? <laughs> this feels like jizz. <laughs> okay, we, we got to move on from that. Oh, shit. <laughs> what have we done? We, we got to move on. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, how did we get there? Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Like, that cave was like. Yeah. Yeah, all of that was way too symbolic for it's us like, to not know some like shit was a up. Metaphor for a booty hole, and we didn't. <laughs> that. What? Okay, we gotta move on. Oh, we gotta boy. move on. Okay, okay. <laughs> God damn it! And, and he's and he's sober. I've been drinking nothing but water, which is amazing. <laughs> not even the alkaline joints. Just, just, just water, bro. Oh man, um, great. That's a good time to take a break. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm calling it. That's a good time to take a break from the fucking rundown. We've had too much fun with this. Clearly, we have been way too stressed in our day to day lives. Hey, kids, come find heroin in my booty hole. <laughs> we have to take a break. We will be back with more foolishness and fuckery. Uh -huh. <laughs> you are listening to Sober Conversation. <laughs> marginally Sober Conversation <laughs> with the least sober with the least sober team in podcast. It's been two weeks, y'all. It's been two weeks, clearly. <sighs> Pour up. We are back. <laughs> we are black. Yep. We are opinionated. And I'm not even drunk. Like I so I so he said, Are are you drinking? And I said, So I had a I had a concoction that I was that I mixed up that I was letting that I was really meant for homecoming. Y'all know when I open up the doomsday chest what time it is. 
Everybody who went to college with me knows that when Oz opens up the doomsday chest and just has a uh, just has a random nondescript tumbler with him, you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. I I left this here. This is two weeks ago. Yeah. I left this here on accident. Came back. It is fermented nicely. <laughs> I think this shit was vibrating on its own earlier this week. <laughs> Whatever Michael Jackson was sprinkling in, can you feel it? I suspect yes. this is. <laughs> Don't say it. I suspect this had a hand in it. He said hand. <laughs> God damn it. What is oh, wrong man. with you? Hey, man. Oh, shit. It's been a long two weeks. It has, man. It, this, is, this is why we don't need to stay away for too long. Yeah. Oh man, because it just the savagery just gets out of out of pocket, all the way out of pocket. Uh, in the meantime, it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Oh man, white people have there now. There are any number of ways we could go. There were actually some like police shootings we could talk about. We're not going to do that because um, we've been gone for a couple of weeks, and y'all deserve. Uh, happier times than that. Um, the government is about to start taxing like these app transactions. Um, I don't know if I don't. I, we didn't go over this in the rundown, so I don't know if Randall heard about it. No. They're gonna start. So if you cash app, Venmo, I don't know about PayPal. I know cash app. I know Venmo and whatever a Zelle. Mm-hmm. If you make if you've made any transactions within the year that are six hundred dollars or over, they're gonna hit you with a ten ninety nine. Some niggas are excited about this. I know some niggas. Is, I'm sure this is a thug holiday to them. Um, this is stupid. I think this is stupid. And I know I know the government has been trying to find a way to get in on the, on on the the gig economy because that's what this is. It's war in the gig economy. On the gig network. I just, I, my, man, let me tell you something. I just had my own little freelance sound engineering gig. Uh, my dick just got hard to a Whoa. cash up transaction. Okay. So. Still seated six feet away. <laughs> Still. And this is stupid. And the reason this is stupid is because one, all cash app transactions aren't business or income related. Hey man, I need you to hey, hey man, can you pay this off of me? I'm gonna just cash app you. Shit like that. Like I say, I know the government has been trying to figure out a way to get in this for a long time. This is this is actually infuriating. And and, and I'm gonna tell you why, man. First of all, income tax itself is a scam because the it's government, your money. Yeah, the government basically takes a cut of what you have earned through your labor by them doing nothing. By virtue of them having the power to tax you, they take a share of the money that you actually work to make. Correct. Okay. This is even more infuriating because they are taxing you just by giving money from one person to another person. The shit is fucking unethical. 
It is. We got to do something about this shit. That's that bullshit. I don't think this is going to go far. It, it, it won't. This, this is going to be one of the things where they have to rethink this shit. Yeah, they're like, nah, player. It, 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 this ain't happening. And I know some of you niggas are going crazy because are going crazy happy about this because y'all want a 1099 for anything. Y'all want to think y'all y'all getting little tax deductions or whatever the fuck. Um, whatever fraud your tax person has, has, has talked you into at this point. And that's another thing. I want, I understand the reason for it, but I want black people to start giving financial advice that doesn't always sound vaguely like fraud. <laughs> it always does. Yeah. And then, because they can never tell you with a straight face if what you're doing is strictly speaking legal. Every time. Just tell the government you're doing this. They're not going to check. Just tell the government you're doing this. It always sounds vaguely like fraud. It always sounds like I'm putting my name on somebody else's, mm-hmm. on somebody else's like dissertation from 10 years ago. Yeah. It, it does. And I, we have to get out of that shit. We have to get out of that shit. And I understand. Don't get me wrong. You can't criticize a thing without first understanding where it comes from. I understand where it comes from because they feel because people feel like the government is conning them in the first place. Right. So let's con the government back. Guess what? No. Guess what? You, you do not have the power to enforce that. Correct. They have people with guns that will raid your house. Or they will just take your money before you even get to it. You'll never see it. Shout out to garnishment. You'll never see it. Be going, son. Shout out to garnishment. Uh, you know, like, like the government has ways. That, the government can just do shit, and the government they won't just take your money. They'll, 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 they will take. They will garnish your shit and be insulting about it. Like I, I remember when I worked in the bank a long time ago. There was a, there was a dude who who made a decent amount of money, and I remember they garnished his wages. Like I, I want to say, I, I forgot how much he made, but he made a pretty decent amount of money. He was making six figures a year at his job. And they garnished his wages and literally gave him a check for three dollars. That will oh, that's shit. what was left of his paycheck. Like, and it, the, the, he was most hurt because he was like, "Well, first of all, this was some bullshit. But second of all, just take all of it. Why just leave me three dollars? Why leave me three dollars? Just take the whole thing. Just so you can feel. This is like, bitch. Just yeah." Like when you go to jury duty and they hand you that shit for that they hand, and later they, you get that check three months later for like seven bucks it's a, hey, to not get selected. Look back in the day, going to jury duty downtown. There was that oh man, you get that six dollar check on the way out, and Burger King was always right across. Bam, the street. right across the that, way. Burger that King was lit. That was the most well positioned Burger King ever of all time. They knew what they were doing because the meals cost exactly the amount of the check that you just got. From jury duty. And you know when you came out, you, you were hungry. You know what the fuck you was doing. Like, damn, I don't really want Burger King, but it's the only thing here. And they see you walk in with your little stupid badge on still. Hey! Oh, and they knew all the jurors and shit. Yeah, they, yeah, they knew they was coming in for a rush, for a lunch rush. Prices were slightly different, too. They have a diner over there now, last I checked. Um, they, they might as well call that, that diner jury duty diner. Yeah. Like, they know all the cops... All the uh, all the uh, um, 
all the the notaries and shit. Yeah. All of them over there. They it, all of them got the hook up. It was funny for a while because you know you they used to give you like exactly six dollars when you left jury duty. You go to Burger King across the street. The meals were exactly six dollars tax included. They were six dollars tax included. They'd be like, "I know you got it. I know you got it. Just hit, just hit, just hit me with that six, bro." <laughs> oh man, they, yeah, they knew what they was doing. That's a racket. Now, that's a racket. That's some racketeering for your ass. How you do it though? Um, what else is going on that white people are fucking up? Okay, so I read this in the root now. Katie, well, no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to save that for the shut the fuck okay. up because she got to shut the fuck up with this chick. Um, I will say Katie Couric was recently seen with Matt Lauer, hanging out with Matt Lauer. Oh. Um, y'all know Matt Lauer had to get the fuck up out of here yeah. uh, with his rapey ass. I have to say, ever since Matt Lauer got caught up uh, sexually harassing them chicks, Matt Lauer has looked more like a sex offender every time I see him. And, and it makes me think that maybe Matt Lauer always looked like a sex offender. It's funny how that happens, right? Like, once somebody looks rapey. Forever. Or once you know that they've done some shit, like, oh, man. They look rapey forever. Then. Yeah. It's true. Kevin Spacey, I haven't seen Kevin Spacey in a while, and maybe Kevin Spacey been on the hideout. I guarantee you that motherfucker looks like he did it. Whatever there, whatever yeah. he was accused of, he did it. Yeah. And it, I think whatever whatever force they think that that the QAnon people think is in Hollywood, it takes their power. Because <laughs> Kevin Spacey has Kevin Spacey got the fuck out of here fast, and he looks more abusive. Meanwhile. <laughs> Anthony Rapp on Star Trek Discovery, that motherfucker ain't never looked better. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker is riding the wave. And he shared some of his riding the wave with his fellow gay person, Wilson Cruz. Mm -hmm. You ain't seen Wilson Cruz nowhere since my so-called life. Mm. And now all of a sudden this motherfucker has a career. Because once you're in Star Trek, you're you're you have a sci-fi career forever. Yeah. That's it. You're in you're immediately getting all the con money. You're immediately getting all the Star Trek documentary money. And even when you die on the show, you're still on the show. You're still on the show forever. Your likeness is forever. You are canon. Oh, shit. I'm a hologram now? Cool. Facts. They've been using that ball-headed hologram for years now and going to keep using that motherfucker. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, man. Wilson Cruz got that motherfucking money, Let boy. Let me start off as a hologram. Ooh-wee. It's been a lot. Boy, Ricky from My So-Called Life was a long motherfucking time ago. Wow. Yeah. And you remember him? And he was a big deal in the community because yeah. I think in real life, like, he ran away from home when his people found out that he was gay. Boy, that's a come up. That's a that's the come up that's you wild. want. Salute. Yeah, salute Wilson Cruz, bro. And he looks great. Yeah. He really does. Like, you know. He's aged well. Very much so. Very much so. He looks fantastic. I, that was the first thing I said. I was like, is that Ricky? You can tell he moisturizes. Boy, regular, regular, and tea tree oil in this motherfucker. Shout out to tea tree oil. I, I didn't know about none of this shit until I got locks. Let me tell you, there are people that are waiting to invite you into a whole new world once you get locks. Oh, they, people, people got me. 
People are telling me, people are asking me about all kinds of shit, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's this chick that I was corresponding with, let's say. Okay. And she too has like her maybe the most amazing locks I've ever seen in my fucking life. Wow. Just well second most. Second most. I won't tell the the first one story, but well always look well kept. Just look like they smell good. Just look like they smell like peppermint soap and incense, nigga. Mm-hmm. Like you you haven't lived until you smell some real good, well kept smelling locks. A lot of niggas should be smelling like mouse traps. Fam. <laughs> Whatever they was next to, they they hair be loud than a bitch. And I'm still learning because I don't do much. I I have a little spray bottle, a little spritz bottle that if the shit dry every now and then I spritz the motherfucker. But like she was telling me about, oh, she was like, oh, your locks look good. Because I'm just letting them grow how they grow, for real, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. until the next retwist. Um, she was like, so I don't know if you, I don't, so I don't know, you know, you're, maybe you're doing palm rolling, maybe you're doing, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. talking about? And you don't, and you don't interrupt her. Because I'm going to Google it later, one. And two, she's West Indian. Yeah. So you know she got a little accent in her voice? Mm. I don't interrupt that. <laughs> y'all y'all know how I feel about West Indian women. Wagwan. See, they told us to stop that. They, they told oh. us to stop that. Dagger, dagger. Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what? Why Jamaicans dancing always look like a table ladder and chair match? It just it shit looks like sexual assault. <laughs> what? Hey man, that's what it is, man? When you see a nigga do a full swan time dive into a woman's crotch, like that's and sometimes the woman will grab you an RKO you from out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all sexual assault. It's consensual. <laughs> Let me stop. That's oh shit. We're getting to a line. <laughs> this is why I don't fuck with white people. <laughs> so yeah, dude, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Pop rolling all that shit. <laughs> I don't know. The, I no, I learned it later. I you have to do these. I have to read these fucking blogs and shit. Mm. But for the most part, everything that people do. Oh, there's a YouTube tutorial for this. Is YouTube? Yeah. I'll do none of that shit. I you just, know what I do? I pay I, someone. I pay someone to do it. <laughs> yes. Everybody's like, well, locks are kind of expensive. Fuck it. Fuck it. I can't be trusted. They're even more expensive when your shit ends up looking like Lil Wayne shit. Get the br- the bruh. <laughs> when the weekend really just started fucking up. I don't want that. Yeah. Tristan, Tristan was the first one to warn me. Anytime I even thought about locks, Tristan was like, that's a lot of maintenance. And the code, yeah. and the code was... That's a lot of maintenance that I know your ass ain't going to do. Yes. Because when, when your shit starts doing a two slide on its own, <laughs> you're going to wish you paid someone to do it. And sure enough, I am in a position to where I am completely comfortable paying someone to do this. Hell yeah. Until I can get to a point where I can either just let it grow as it is or just get an occasional retwist every like three months or something. Uh, probably at the end of the month, 
She she's told me you know the you know the the journey is going good when your loctician starts wanting to get adventurous. Cause charging you more. Well, well, yeah, that too. But she looked at me. She was like, "It's looking good." She knows my name now. It's looking good, Oz. Okay, it's looking good. You want you want to get them braided? You want to braid them next time? Let's see what the growth do. Yeah. Let's see what the growth do. And yeah, that because uh, I've learned now that's a good way to protect the retwist. Okay, cool. Um, that's my natural hair journey. That's a my natural hair segment with Oz. Um, send your racist stories, your uh, real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself and D. Randall, um, and uh, all the miscellaneous shit y'all like to say to us. Music request, advice. Why the fuck do y'all be asking us for advice on shit? That's what I can't figure out. Do it more often. You know what? Yes, do it more often. I love D. This. Randall will take financial advice. I, hey, I will do it. I got to I got to do a social media promo for that. D Randall will take financial advice. Yeah. I'm going to start I'm going to I'm going to promote that. Um and send it all to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswildblack.com to find ways to get in touch with us via social media, um ways to donate to Opinions Wild Black to make mm-hmm. us a better podcast and uh ways to buy merch. Uh we have slapped on the merch. There's fall merch coming this week. Yes. There is fall merch coming this week. I will remind you, Randall, probably tomorrow. Thank you. Okay. Um, We'll be back with, well, we're not going to do listener letters this week. Uh, we will be back with uh, the top three SDFUs to finish off the evening. You are listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. I think I I think it's more savage than we, I I think it, I think we're growing beyond Houston's more, most savage podcast, but we don't have the budget to really let's not overextend ourselves. Challenge the rest of America. <laughs> we have to set our boundaries. We, that, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe we we'll, maybe when the Patreon money starts rolling in or something, or when the merch money gets going. Big fish, little pond. Yeah, just, correct. Yes. Correct. Let's just stick with what we got and be grateful <laughs> that uh, these Spotify owned motherfuckers haven't plowed us under yeah um yeah houston's most savage podcast pour up and we are back we are black we are opinionated and i am buzzed i after the monday i had i deserve did you go through that whole radioactive chamber of alcohol, I did. Damn, I did. I it was it was well deserved, and I have to say, I'm glad I didn't go to homecoming. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go to homecoming. There will be some some pregnant alumni. I guarantee oh, you that. Shit, uh, got to strap up. <laughs> gotta strap up. I would say Texas is not the place to be making those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop that Cause shit because there'll be. Yeah, there'll be some white dude running around. Hey, let me see, it's been it's been about five and a half weeks. Let me watch him. Oh, exactly. Once they go past the six week mark, it, 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 exactly. Somebody is monitoring my ass just off of this podcast. Um, uh, no listener letters this week. Um, there was a big social media shutdown, or like like a blackout or something that I honestly thought was just my phone signal fucking up. 
because uh, it would it would every time back at the it, every now and mm-hmm. again back at the bookstore. So I didn't look into it too much. But I came home and everybody was like, oh, Facebook and IG have been down. Um, Hopefully y'all found other things to do in the real world while this was happening. Well, my thing is, everybody was like, oh, man, people people don't have any life if they were caught up in it. It was Monday. True. It's Monday. Motherfuckers were at work. Motherfuckers were trying to find a way to kill those last two hours. Look, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all was sitting on the toilet like, fuck. I would say y'all, everybody. shit to do for the next five to ten minutes. I would say everybody, everybody that figured out, uh, I don't even bother with our, with, with our bathroom at work now. I ain't but two stalls in that motherfucker, so you know. And and eight but seven people that work at this motherfucker, so you 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 know who's hiding. <laughs> yeah, looking at their shoes under the thing. Exactly, I know whose shoes that is, motherfucker. Will exactly, exactly. So man. I don't even. So you can't even bother at this motherfucker. Look at you for twenty minutes. You all right, man? You know, and ain't enough customers to pass through this motherfucker where you can yeah. get where you can lose, you can get lost in the scramble and none of that shit. Um. So yeah, no listener letters. Uh, due to the blackout, um, but do send your listener letters. Any questions that you have for myself and D. Randall, as I mentioned in the segment before, to opinionswhileblack.com, or you can find us on social media. Y'all know the y'all know the vibes by now. Yep. Um, it is time. Yes. For the top three STFUs. Get it. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck, shut the fuck up? up? Number three. Onika Tanya Mirage is back on the list, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj. She's still talking? Fam, if it isn't this bullshit about the, pandi- about the vaccine, it's her making excuses for this motherfucker. I don't want to see Nicki Minaj in, um, um, I don't know, Hamburglar or whatever his rapist name is on The View. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him. In, I don't want to see her in Swiper making the making the rounds. <laughs> Is she still leaning into that? That uh... hard. Okay, hard. I don't want to see these motherfuckers on the View, and I don't want to hear this motherfucker talking. I don't. Did her I, Did her cousin's friend show up? No. Okay, has not. And I, I have to. And I owe Carl Anthony Towns an extra apology because all the shit that all. All the nothing that I thought Carl Anthony Towns had to had to say ever conversationally on his mind, Kenneth Petty embodies all that shit. Mm-hmm. The man ain't had the man ain't had a good original or rational thought in his head since 1992, um, which is when most of his previous girlfriends were probably born. Um, so. All I'm saying is, I just want Nicki Minaj to go away. Like, it, it, you know, we have those artists where they just show up, give us the music, and be the fuck out. Why can't she do that? She's that. She's up there. She's at that level. She's at that level. Beyonce, Kendrick, Frank. Just show up, give us the music, and leave us the fuck alone. People can call Beyonce a dummy, a a a a, a, a studio created dummy all they fucking want to. 
if that's the truth, and I, it is not. Let me tell you, it is not. I don't believe that. That might be the better route for Nicki Minaj. Because anytime she has opened her mouth non-musically, I have been, I have been disgusted and non-plus every single time. Every time, I, Nicki Minaj has never said anything outside of the musical, uh, the arena of music, and some things inside the musical, the musical arena. Where I was like, "What the fuck? What? Who the fuck asked for that?" A lot of people are under the impression that just because we like hearing your music, that we want to hear your thoughts on things. It's not true. Nope. Nope. We don't want to hear your thoughts on Not things. even a just, little bit. Just shut up and dribble. There are some people whose thoughts I do want to hear. Ari Lennox is one of them. And not just because she's fine. She actually is hilarious. Like, if you ever go on her live, Ari Lennox is yeah. fucking hilarious. But I don't really want to hear the thoughts of someone who appeared on the song, someone else's song, in which the chorus went ass, 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 ass. Sorry, I don't really want to hear anything that you have to say. I was, and, and, and you know, it's hard to come out. Big Sean really came out of that a lot better than Nicki did. I have to say, yeah, maybe because Big Sean's a better rapper than Nicki Minaj, but that's a whole other, very much so. It's a whole other story there. I just want Nicki Minaj to sit down and shut the fuck up. Please. I really do, honestly. Please. And if and if that means we're not getting any music and the music is over, all the better. Great, wonderful. I only have I, to this day. I only have two or three Nicki Minaj joints that I just that I really just fuck with. And I'm on it, and I might be overselling it. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, she can sit the fuck down. I think I've gotten all the music I need out of Nicki Minaj. Thank you. Um, number two, everybody dragging everybody who is still dragging Will and Jada Smith need to shut the fuck up. Honestly, the fuck up, all the way the fuck up, the fuck, the whole fuck, nothing but the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Honestly, I'm sick of it. I am so sick of it, y'all. I've been waiting two weeks to get this off. I am so sick of you motherfuckers <laughs> and your obsession. With the Smiths. I really am. Y'all are obsessed. And I want to. I want y'all to stop giving me the excuse. Well, they keep telling us about their love life. You know why? Y'all asked for that. We, societally speaking, as a community, asked for that. Because y'all keep talking about this shit. Not only do... Not just because y'all keep talking... They keep talking about this shit. We keep always talking about how... We keep whining about how there are no examples of uh, black love being represented in Hollywood. And it's not true. Just because Tay, just because the whole cast of the Best Man is fucking white women, doesn't mean that there are no representations of uh, black love in Hollywood. Also, just the ones that y'all want to fuck. People are not required in their personal lives to be examples of, of what you want to see in your life. They're not. No one's pussy intake should be for the culture. And you know these 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 folks have to explain what an open marriage is to people. And, you know, I think the last thing I saw was Will trying to explain that, you know, when Jada came into the situation, she had different views on relationships and, you know, he agreed with it. And it is what it is. So, you know, for y'all talking shit about her dicking down or getting dicked down by August Alcina, you know, Will was not surprised. He wasn't. He also wasn't feeling that at the red table 
But you know, got him some pussy. But I mean, the difference is, you know, when when Will and Jada have an argument, uh, Will can go out and fuck Margot Robbie. Well, you and your wife have an argument. You go sleep on the couch. You go sleep your bum ass on the couch and eat that and and eat that leftover macaroni from last night because yeah. she ain't cooking a goddamn thing for you tonight. Yeah. Because DoorDash don't even come to your neighborhood. <laughs> so what the fuck are we talking about here? It, like Will and Jada are use are just are really just doing all the things that y'all do in secret, openly and with money. What the fuck are y'all complaining about? Why do we care about famous people's personal lives? No, no, no. And I'm not even I'm not even gonna let them off the hook with that. With just famous people, I have never. You know why? Because I have never seen a non-white, a, a non-black family be dragged and scrutinized the way the Smiths are constantly. True. Because, they, you know, they also don't raise their kids like black people raise their kids. Exactly. And kids too free. Y'all ain't, never seen a, y'all ain't never seen a black kid that didn't get ass whoopings when he was a kid. And, and now y'all just go in for the stereotypes because that shit looked cute on the boondocks. And half them episodes didn't age well. I'm just saying, y'all ain't seen what happy black kids look like. Because y'all kids ain't happy because you ain't happy. You mm. miserable motherfucker. Ooh. I'm just saying, I'm, let's, let's, let's get it all out there. We don't know what carefree black people look like, and we want to see what carefree black people look like. We always talk about how we're more than our trauma, how we're more than our, our sadness and our pain. Will and Jada are the embodiment of that. You see how gleefully they talk about this shit? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, she sucked a nigga dick. It happens. That's what Will looked like. Yeah. I'm just saying this mother y- y'all y'all really treating this motherfucker like a victim and he was a sex symbol for like 30 years. Like y'all can't y'all can't treat him like the victim and then Applaud him when y'all feel like he's knocking down Eva Mendez. (laughs) Nigga. I really did go down the Rolodex of every every woman that he has been opposite in films. Down to like Naomi Harris, fam. That's what that is a black woman we don't talk about nearly enough in black Hollywood is Naomi Harris. She finding a motherfucker. And she's actually British. Yeah. So she got the British accent going for her too. Yeah, fam, it. We don't talk about some of these British, some of these uh, British women that we don't talk about enough in Hollywood. Because if they entered the American thirst trap power rankings, it'd be over for a couple <laughs> uh, for a couple of motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, it really is like this one crew trip I went on where the chick that I was with was in an open marriage. And she was explaining open marriage to the other the other crewmates, all of which, by the way, literally everybody, literally all all the women that we brought on this trip were in some kind of relationship with someone who was not a crew member. I was going to say uh, a lot of y'all. And they were just blown away by open marriage. A lot of people who have trouble with open marriages, understanding the concept of open marriages, have an open marriage that their spouse doesn't know about. (laughs) 
I don't say y'all are experts at this at this <laughs> motherfucker. Y'all just happen to be experts at this motherfucker with people that don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Y'all live y'all live some shady ass lives, but you motherfuckers got the nerve to talk about people being open about it. Y'all got to get a heaping helping to shut the fuck up. And the number one person who got to shut the fuck up. Of course it's a white woman. Of course it's a white. It's been a long time since a white woman been at the been at the top of the at the top of the shut the fuck up power rankings. Oh. Ellen Pompeo is the number one motherfucker who has to shut the fuck up. I never thought Meredith Gray. Really? You know better. We already got you under the microscope. Don't you have a black baby at home? Where she buy that from? Uh Wayfair. I'm just saying, Ellen Pompeo got a chill, fam. So she was on her podcast. For those of you that didn't know, Ellen Pompeo, Meredith Gray from Gray's Anatomy has a podcast. And by those of you that didn't know, I mean literally everybody but the five people who listen to that shit. That sounds exciting. I I, I don't want to I don't want to hear her beating uh, beating her imaginary dick to uh, all the all the great moments she, she's had and. 85 years of Grey's Anatomy. That, that motherfucker been on. I I can count how many relationships I've been on since that motherfucker started. I've been through quite a bit, quite a few relationships since that shit started. Um, so, basically, there was an episode, for those of you not familiar, there was an episode that was directed by Denzel Washington. Apparently, it is one of, I, this is after I stopped watching it, so. Uh, apparently, it is one of the series' kind of legendary episodes uh, because Denzel can direct his motherfucking ass mm-hmm. off. Yeah, um, he gonna be—he's uh, gonna be directing the, that Michael B. Jordan joint. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm-mm. Michael B. Jordan got a rom com. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's get back. To yeah. That. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, it's the whole nine yards. He's gonna be a so. Oh, he. Oh, the the girls at home. The girls pregnant, and he gonna be a soldier going off to war. Oh, it's the whole thing. Oh, he's combining all his roles into one. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is his own cinematic universe. He has become his own genre. Yeah, he's, you know. Hey, more power to him. More power to him. So, um. Yeah, Denzel be be directing his ass off. He directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy that I'm told is very good. Um, apparently, she was recounting on the on her podcast this one time when there was a very dramatic scene, and one of her castmates was just going in like like they do on these Shonda shows, and she stopped like she was directing and said, "No, come harder, go harder." Mm. And Denzel stopped the shit and was like, wait. Wait, no, no, no. I I'm the director. I tell him that. You are the actor, the actress. You act. Yeah. You keep acting. Acting. <laughs> I I will tell him what's enough. You just keep acting. And she turned around and tried to give him the what for. And was like, hold on, motherfucker. This is kind of a half quote. Like, a, 
hold on, motherfucker. This is my show. This is my name on this shit. 15 mm. seasons in. You're on my set. Mm. Let me tell you something. Little girl. <laughs> Everybody who heard me recount that just now did the little did the little the little meme where you take a breath. <gasps> Bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Did anybody slap the Botox out of her face? <laughs> hey, you know what? I blame the nigga consulates. We've talked about this. We've talked about the nigga consulate is. Any black person that is on scene for some non-black transgressions on another black person, no matter who it is, we all know Denzel the God. Can hold his can hold his own shit, but motherfucker, you were in a place of privilege. Hey, Doctor Bailey didn't come out with them hands. Doctor Bailey looked like she got hands, and she from Texas. She from Texas, so I know she got hands. Isn't Loretta Divine on this show? How how did the star of Spell <laughs> starring Amari Hardwick? Not come out and represent. Jason George, you are in a place of privilege. You have come up from being semi-good-looking guy number two on the Eve show to Shonda Knight. Yeah. And you didn't pay that back and defend the... (laughs) They also probably didn't take it seriously. (laughs) <laughs> Remember, she's the one telling this story. I was gonna say she probably only told her half. Yeah, so everybody else on that set was probably like, "Little girl, sit your ass down." You telling me somebody's gonna show up and go, "No, no, tell them what happened." Yeah, tell what happened after that. Hey, Denzel coming by, tell tell telling that story again with Denzel here. Shut your ass up before I go get Denzel on you. <laughs> gonna equalize your ass right the fuck up out of here. You gonna replace her ass with Viola. <laughs> How good would that be if they just replaced her with Viola Davis and nobody said shit about it? How to get away with Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) She just show up. You know, just like when they did Don Cheadle, when when, when Don Cheadle just showed up as Iron Man's homeboy (laughs) and nobody said shit and he just showed up, yep, I'm here, it's me. Viola Davis was like, I'm I'm, I'm married to Grey. (laughs) I'm married to Grey, damn it. Take me to triage. Every every single had a snot nose. Yeah, I was just saying, Viola walking that bitch snot bubbling. <laughs> and they just doing rounds for the day. Fam, the, the, the amount of black people that were present for this, Jesse Williams is on this show. Well, no, let me, let, I, I, have talked, I have talked about Jesse quite enough. I yeah, have. Jesse, I, Jesse don't count. <laughs> he left a black woman. <laughs> So you know he say something. <laughs> Jesse got to buy this piece of yeah. He's like, man, I ain't, really I ain't in it. I'm just happy for once. I ain't in it because he started talking shit to a white woman. They gonna be like, why are you showing off, Jesse? <laughs> huh? Oh, they gonna show off. Oh, they gonna show off the blowjob selfies. That's what the fuck gonna happen. <sighs> Look, I mean, <laughs> we all saw fences. We 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 saw Denzel and Viola put on an acting clinic. And um, 
This little girl. Ellen Pompeo does not have an acting clinic in her repertoire to this day. <laughs> this bitch been in Grey's Anatomy and old school. <laughs> the fuck? You yeah. haven't put on an acting clinic with nobody but Luke Wilson. You were Sit the, your ass down. You were chick at the party, too. <laughs> Oh man, how the fuck? How the fuck you? No one who got outacted by Luke Wilson and Vince Vaughn <laughs> ever gets to say anything in the presence of Denzel Motherfucking Washington. I say, Will Ferrell ran down the street naked in old school <laughs> and still pulled out a better performance than you. Fuck oh, oh man, you you literally starred opposite Will yeah. Ferrell's dick. My boy Blue, who didn't have a single speaking part and died. In I the love movie. you, Blue. Put on a better, better acting clinic than Ellen Pompeo. Oh man, get the fuck out of my face! I, Ellie, the the nerve, and then who went to bat for her? But Katie Couric. Oh well. Oh, of course the oh, of course the white bitches come out of man, get the fuck. Now she was now all of a sudden she's recounting an interview she had with Denzel where she was shaking. And this is like 2004, Denzel. I was shaken by that big-lipped beast. And, it, and this is like 2004, Denzel. So this is like man on fire, Denzel. When he really don't give a fuck. He's like, I have found my taken. I don't give a f- Suck my dick. And you know what? For him to be so regal in black Hollywood, he said he has. He said it. He has said it. He told one of these white women. Suck a dick. Give a fuck what you got to say. Give a fuck what you get. Kiss these, kiss these, kiss these golden globes, motherfucker. How about that? And this is, and this is according to uh, the root. Uh, last week we told you about Ellen Pompeo's unnecessary tea spilling, in reference to a tense exchange between her and Denzel on the set of Grey's Anatomy. Blah blah blah. Now in this week's segment of Weird Flex But Okay White Women Edition, Katie Couric is throwing it back to a years-old interview with Washington, too. Per CNN, during an an appearance on Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, the podcast. Why does Danny Pellegrino have a podcast? Anyway, Couric recalled the time she sat down with Washington and Meryl Streep and director Jonathan Demme. Is this a Manchurian candidate uh, thing? In twenty in two thousand four, during a press run for the remake of the Manchurian Can, oh hell no, hell this wasn't even, anyway. nigga this wasn't even, this wasn't even man on fire, this wasn't even some shit we were lit for. Nobody give a fuck about the Manchurian Candidate. Him and Jeffrey Wright did that shit because they were bored. She gotta shut the fuck up too. That's a she got that's an additional shut the fuck up. As an interviewer, have you left an interview, whether it be with a president? Okay, so they ask her, and more on Kirk's exchange, what did she say? Denzel, are you, do you feel, Do uh, you know some people uh, say Hollywood folks should stick to acting? Uh, she asked. I don't know what Hollywood folks are, first of all, Washington responded. Hollywood is a town that has some stars on the sidewalk. I don't know anybody from there. He added, I'm not a Hollywood folk. I don't know who they are. Kirk tried to reframe the question a couple of times, asking him, "Are you an actor who would rather uh, who would rather not?" But Washington cut her off. No, I'm not that either. I'm a human being. My job is acting. Because he knows she was about to ask some dumbass shit. Some dumbass shit. 
Couric told Pellegrino that she felt shaken. Her questions were misconstrued by Washington and that he jumped all over me. I don't think I said anything wrong. I don't know what happened. I love him. I admire him so much. He's one of my favorite actors. But I remember walking out and feeling really kind of shaken that he had gone after me in a way that was completely, weirdly uncalled for. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Victim! Did a motherfucker get on, get in the interview and say, I'm human and an actor? And this bitch went full Karen. Of course it's Katie Couric. Katie Couric is like one of the like archetype white white women. Yeah. Like, you know, they she's one of the templates. Like when they like when they make white women, you know how you go in the barbershop and they have all the little kind of prototype black haircuts. Katie Couric is like number two. I'll I'll have the Katie Couric. Like they've been adding some, like they've been adding Kim Kardashian. They've had, they've added like three Chloe Kardashians. Oh. Katie Couric is like in the first row, so we shouldn't be surprised. However, these women, these white women, kind of rally up on each other, and for and for Katie Couric old ass to rally around Ellen Pompeo. Ellen Pompeo is the most famous. Ellen Pompeo isn't even the most famous actor on the show. On a show where she is the principal character. I'm tired of talking about white women. Just shut the fuck up. This, this is it's exhausting. This is this is some white. Oh, this is some exit level white woman shit. Like. This is worse than the white woman. Y'all notice I haven't had any stories about the white woman at my job. She's been out sick with bronchitis. Oh. I still kind of think that's bullshit. Who just up and gets bronchitis? Mm. That's kind of bullshit. I think there's a COVID cover-up. I think there's a COVID. Because there was a. Somebody did get COVID at the other store. I think she's just ducking that shit. Mm. Um, Yeah, so fuck her. Anyway. um, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Yes. That was a We Back podcast. God, damn. We Back. Damn. And just to make it known to you motherfuckers, We Back. I'm going to have to stretch after this. <sighs> it's a lot. Let me tell you something. I don't like talking shit about other podcasts. And I don't like talking shit, but it's a lot of you man podcasts out here need to be nervous. Okay. Because niggas that are making sense are back. Niggas that make sense and lucid motherfuckers mm. are back. I've been listening to I've been listening to a lot of y'all. Some of y'all saying some of y'all saying some shit that y'all don't mean that y'all are either too smart to mean or exactly or exactly stupid enough to mean. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of you motherfuckers, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, that have gotten on the Kevin Samuels train, and are, and and now that Kevin Samuels has blown up. As as much as he is ever going to blow up, y'all are writing that line of content. So not every fucking so not every fucking podcast got to be about do men go fifty fifty? What do we do? Do men know what they want for dinner? Who do you serve first, the man or the child? 
A whole bunch of just a whole bunch of regressive bullshit. Serve these nuts. Serve these nuts and eat a black owned dick for dinner. There you have it. The logical motherfuckers are back. The real reasonable motherfuckers who actually like black women are back. And some of y'all are gonna say, oh, he's pandering. He's pandering. He pandered, pandered, he pandered. Y'all are just pandering to other niggas. What the fuck do you call that? Y'all know these motherfuckers like Kevin Samuels, so y'all giving them the Kevin Samuels ass uh content that they want. If that ain't pandering, I don't know what the fuck is. Y'all just pandering to other penis holders. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Should we call this podcast, Can You Feel It? Sure. We'll call it. Yeah. Can you feel it? All right. Um, We'll be back. So we slacked. Before we left, we slacked on the merch. We got. We both got busy. Shit. Shit was going on. Um, we're gonna have. We're gonna have new fall merch this week. Yeah. Uh, I will remind. I will remind. I will set a reminder to remind Randall about this. Thank you, sir. Um, we'll have new fall merch. Um, I've noticed y'all like the sound bites. Uh, y'all like shit to be that y'all can share. So we'll get back into that. We'll get back into that bag. That's not going to be as soon as the merch. That, that's, that's a process. So. No, 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 no. That's, it's not going to be tonight. Definitely not. Uh, this is a Monday night. Uh, this is a school night. Um, it's a process. But um, we're, we're going to be engaging with y'all a little harder uh, than we've had time to. Just like Michael Jackson did with them kids. Sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> And um, we're, but we're back, and we're gonna be back, and we're here, and we're here to, as usual, to help y'all get through this nonsense. Um, take us to work with you, man. Yep. Take just you. Make sure you take us to work with you. Take us on that commute with you. You know, y'all hear a good song? Blast that shit. Let the let the windows down. Blast that shit. Yep. Um, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Y'all know the drill. Until then, thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you, family. Thank you, community, uh, team Oz, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we love y'all. Until then, this has been episode one fifty five yep. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. Yeah. For now, I'm still D Randall. <laughs> and as always, forever imparting titties. Yep. Oh.